I'm Kelsey, your head pilot. I'm Mike, your flight attendant. And I'm Rai. You're listening to Pilot Lights, the podcast where a gal and her pals celebrate their love of weed, snacks, and TV. So Mike sent me his bio in an Apple document because he doesn't like Google and I don't like Apple. So I didn't open his document. So Mike, can you tell us a little bit about yourself real quick? <laughs> oh, I bet you were so well-written. Well, just read it to me then. <laughs> <laughs> I am a chef, I guess, by trade. Yeah. But I also did stand-up for 13 years. So I was a comedian. Have been on a show out in the improv in LA, which is pretty awesome. But through doing cooking and culinary and getting a bunch of cool spots like shows like this, I got onto a show called TV Diner in Boston with Billy Costa. And then because I actually knew about food, it was funny. So I was doing uh, chef episodes and then I got a chance to actually start writing the content. So awesome. my wife and I, then girlfriend, I get to take her to restaurants and I was basically, I would write, I was the Phantom Gourmet essentially, but for TV Diner. And so. Yeah, it was an awesome gig, and it, it helped because uh, it makes you look good in front of the, you know, my wife. Now she doesn't give a shit, but uh, <laughs> back then it was, you know, it was great. So we'd go out, and then so through doing that, it was kind of parlayed, but I got some really cool gigs, and then over time, um, with the comedy stuff, it was kind of a cool gimmick. So I ended up getting uh, celebrity clients and doing a lot of festivals and green rooms and getting chances to um, cook for celebrities and work for celebrity families uh massachusetts work for, like the Wahlberg family awesome wow yeah that's Chef really cool cuisine for their flagship restaurant get to do stuff with paul Wahlberg, who is the executive but his brother's mark and you know donnie yep, yep. so we do their movie uh re, you know they would have their opening day at the movies mm-hmm. and they shut down this whole area and uh, yeah you'd have all stuff we did like mark's 40th birthday and cool where i moved to ironically i share a deeded beach with donnie and joey mcintyre and uh, inevitably jenny mccarthy so it's kind of surreal you'll be down at the beach and you'll, <laughs> you'll look over and say, Is that joey mcintyre like and then i'm like i gotta get, put my shirt back on <laughs> i'm embarrassed like oh, well, he's the best looking new kid i don't want to you know look so- so but it's kind of funny. It's a bunch of small circles, but as, you know, as a result down here in the South Shore, we have like a lot of talented people. We were just at a thing this past summer and we saw the elevators. Yep. And we're sitting there and with COVID and everything going on, you get restrictions, but they, they gave everybody their own tables. And it was at a place where, you know, here in Massachusetts, uh, it's recreational as yep. well as medical, but it's what, you know, when people stop smoking cigarettes at the bars, it was like kind of like this weird mm-hmm. thing, like something, like someone's off, like you go home, you're like, I don't stink, or, you know, right. it was this weird opposite effect. Like when you do see someone smoking you know, cannabis, it's just kind of like this, you know, someone smoke. it was always like a speakeasy thing. Like mm-hmm. you know? still like, even yeah. though it's legal, people still passing it. Like they're giving it like, you go, like, no, it's fucking legal. Like, no, nah, still, I'm going to, I have to pass it. Like I'm doing something wrong. So we're, we're sitting around and inevitably people are smoking and stuff and Scott Woodruff is sitting next to us and they're, you know, people with yeah. their hands and everything else. And it just surreal to the point where it's like, one, it's, it's accepted. It's, it's, it's open, but then you start looking around at the people and your peers that are suddenly around you that are advocating and doing it. And then mm-hmm. you see that, that they're super successful. They're yeah. doing things that are good. You know, the stigma, I guess I'm going towards in my direction. Yeah. This, if this thing is, uh, you see, yeah. There's talent, there's there's people doing things from farmers to musicians. I mean, I don't know the stance of, you know, some of the other people I mentioned, like my other employers, yeah. but I, I got to assume um, being in Hollywood, they've seen it all. And like, yeah. this is probably the least, you know, I was always asserting that like cannabis was an exit drug. You know, when people say, you know, it's a gateway drug. I'm like, no, it's the mm-hmm. exit drug. Alcohol. Yeah. In my, I'm, so I'm Irish Catholic, youngest of nine, grew up in the Irish Riviera. Um, so alcohol was always the backdrop and it was yeah. just so yep. accepted and it was, it was okay, but like it wasn't spoken about, but weed was like a big deal. And it was so, it's funny to me to see like, now the people that my parents would have been like, those people are potheads. Yeah. Apparently Scott Woodruff of the world, you know, right. guys, uh, you know, you, you list off their stuff. My wife in particular has friends who are um, 
I mean, I won't say their titles, but CFOs and CEOs yeah. and people of that nature who, you know, they pull down what society would say you're successful. You know, she makes how much, how many millions a year? Yeah. I mean, Damn, that's she smokes like, six honestly, times a day. <laughs> that's like the biggest stigma that I would hope that in the next few years we're able to break is the idea that potheads are lazy because we're fucking not, you know? It's just a it, thing. They're saying that they're actually more productive and that it was the yeah. reverse of that. It's, especially if you're using it like intentionally finding the strains that make you productive there are definitely strains that just check me the fuck out but it's just one of those stigmas that i really wish there wasn't still an internalized attachment to because sometimes like i feel shame around like my cannabis use when in reality i know that i'm still a successful competent person and it's not making me any less of that sides to that though part of like when you were a kid and you were sneaking off into the woods to have a beer or try a cigarette or whatever, right. you know, smoke weed, there was a little excitement to it. And I think yeah. like almost, you know, it's a, it's a weird thing. Now as adults, the stigma part that you're saying, what I was trying to do is, you know, I realized we have dispensaries open here and it's legal. Yeah. But to see somebody come out of one is the equivalent of coming out of like an adult video store, mm-hmm. you know, as far as the stigma, like, oh, I saw principal blah, blah, blah coming out of fucking yeah. amazing video. You'd be like, oh, whoa. So when I was doing the cannabis and the chef stuff between doing these green rooms and, and getting in it and being the chef for the back of it and seeing all these events like the elevators and these other people and the, you know, yeah. some big names that we've had a chance to do things with. And it was always, like you said, the back of, you know, green rooms. You thought you were doing something different. Like you expect to see like cocaine and stuff out. And you'd be like, oh, well, I'm hanging out with Sting. Of course there is. Mm-hmm. But it's not. They're like, where's my CBD pen? And like, you know, right. like, they're like, you know, it's like, and so I think that gave it some legitimacy when CBD came through and it was like, it's not psychedelic and this and that. So yeah. part of the thing for us yuppies and, you know, suburbanites and all these people was like, what if I could bring to you or offer you high end edibles mm-hmm. in the sense of they look like something you'd find at a French pastry shop or something yeah. that, in a beautiful box, perfect packaging. And what if you didn't have to go to amazing video to go pick up these edibles, you know, you could. Right. So we have people in the suburbs that say, pardon me, you give a three piece, you know, say, you know, Obviously, you can go with five milligram or whatever up, but Mm -hmm. I was able to give a product to people in an area that was pretty nice and it was legal and it was something that they could do and they could do at the end of the day. And I was almost saying like, well, you know, this is equivalent to like two glasses of wine. Yeah, that was like a language that was understandable. Yeah, because, you know, none of us are trying to be doctors, but. There's places here, like, um, I have friends, Jane Lee, with Alchemy League and stuff. So, like, what I was able to do, not me personally or selling it, but friends like you guys would say, like, well, these guys, like, the medicine farm in Maine, like, it's a great right. CBD. Like, so I have my neighbor who I would never in a million years guess mm-hmm. would do anything just because of the stigma. And mm-hmm. I have a police officer across the street. And I always had friends at um, what a coffee CBD company. And he wanted to know about CBD coffee. And it was just slowly integrating into these places where it was like, all right, well, now... And in the sense of like, you look at price points as like a business person, like people will pay for convenience, but you're not selling snake oil, you know, like right. it's, yeah. it's something that's like, what does this do? Like, <laughs> it's not going to get you high. Mm-hmm. It's going to alleviate, you know, anything from your psoriasis to whatever, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So when I was doing my beard butters and my beard oils, was something I was already doing because of the beard stuff. Um, I had the friend that had a coffee company, there was a CBD coffee company, and then they were CBD, 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 you know, so it's like, oh, it's be great in your oils now you know if you're in new england i'm sure people in maine experience you know change of seasons you get the itch and everything else right? oh yeah my two friends girlfriends uh, who are part of alchemy league they have to be black and they said you know for their hair type you know for me it's like i, I think like caucasian hair so I'm, I'm dealing with this 
but they were using yeah. it. so suddenly and then when we added cbd and i had a bunch of different genres you know so I've, my point is more like there, there were females using it i mm-hmm. wouldn't have thought you know for me i'm just like beards you know it's like i have a one right. you ma'am <laughs> let's work on your mustache like you know like you're trying to, <laughs> uh, so it wasn't like that but it was suddenly like this perfect marriage of like well cbd and then the conversation was open because it was like well this is the same thing that we're talking about over here right. but it's a different application and so suddenly like the stigma down here is evolving and so recently i just did a, um, a cooking episode with uh, Stephen Coe of the Food Network. He, You're um, the coolest. How are you doing our show? Jesus Christ. Oh, but this is my thing. Like, we're also, and I mean this in like, I don't want to use the word incestuous, but we're all like in these these circles and these breaths of each other. Right. But nobody here, again, is selling snake oil. Everybody's trying to like, this is what I'm about. Oh, right. you're into this? Well, my CBD guy's like, put some of this in your beard. You know, it was literally like, you know. Like, yeah. So, a little bit more about CBD. Have you heard of or tried CBG? Because I recently just tried it for the first time and it's a game changer for me. Like I absolutely. loved it. Like, I did I don't know enough about it. I know of it, but I'm just it's hearing like super anti-inflammatory. So at okay. least like on the body level, it, it's fantastic. And then you um, still topical, sublingual, all the other ways you could I mean, it? I've only right now smoked it as flower. Oh, so actually. it's so it's a flower strain you can get through. Yeah, we got a strain, yeah. but in the sense of it's we got a like, sample from some friends and I mean, I've gotten some from black tie CBD, one yeah. of our sponsors, I ordered some and they also do like CBD moon rocks, which is fucking cool. So yeah. tell me about the, mo- oh yeah, I know about the moon rocks. So I was just posted something that they accidentally smoked. <laughs> they accidentally <laughs> uh, smoked something they didn't realize, but they, I smoked three. Yeah. That might've been me on our page. You, you, that's to say there's a clip on one yeah. of our like sound bites where I'm talking was about you. smoking moon rocks and having an extraterrestrial experience. Yeah, yeah, well, that makes yep. sense. Yeah, moon rocks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we. So, so uh, the same thing, the CBG. So that's what um, I, you guys are friends with, Josh, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, and then so Thomas and Joanna and uh, some of the people up there at the Medicine Farm, which I always go back to as a reference because um, if you're looking at the CBD and the, I'm sure the CBG they're, they're doing it, but. Mm-hmm. They have like a, a like a cohesive guide on like how and why and, and mm-hmm. when and it's one of the things. Back to my neighbor, she stopped today, and I mean honestly, they're worth the type of people I thought would. Have. She said, "But I seen your stuff with the beard butter and the CBD and blah blah blah." Yeah, and that's how like I think it all ties in. And even with the Food Network, with the, the Stephen Co. So he one chopped episode. Yeah. He was chopped champion. Yeah, and then for all the seasons, we have, it was like, we have a bestie who's a chopped champion. Do you? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, we have a former like, host who's a two-time, almost. Almost. Yeah, well, my final friend, final rounder. Uh, he he beat fifteen in a row. They Damn. were all one, ones that had already won. So he oh, beat fifteen oh, shot champions yeah. in a row, and then he had to go against Bobby Flay, and he beat Bobby Flay. Okay, so he right, wins. Right to all of them. That's so yeah, amazing. so he smoked them all. But he doesn't smoke. And yeah. so we were doing episodes here with the High Nine Five, and we were doing uh, elevated okay, appetizers. I'm wearing my High Nine Five hoodie. Nice. I have so I have a bunch of I have a couple of them, and it's always funny because I'm always like, Do you have a small? Because I ended up with a large. I wish I was 250 when I met Josh, and so I'm down to like 184 or so. So it's like I'm slowly. I have stuff that I could probably loan out as a quilt. Not <laughs> 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 a small though. We were doing elevated appetizers, and he came in, and he had almost like he, you know, he doesn't dabble, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't, you know, just yeah. his, you know, whatever. But the applications of all his skill sets with what he was doing. So he had a smoker, brought that in, was doing this whole dish. But I was thinking in the back of my head, I'm saying, you know, before we do this, is this gonna fuck up shit with the food? Like, I don't want to, like, you know, ruin your brand. Right. You know, when I was doing TV Diner, they found out I was I was a comedian. So like, hey, can you, uh, the, there's a guy, producer Jason Hawkins at the time, was like, can you uh, write some bits? You want to do like a Lewis Black type of thing where 
you got like a 30 second sound bite of a rant, you know, yeah. and I had this whole rant on like Starbucks and, you know, I'll pay $4 for a coffee, but I got a lot of fucking nerve leaving a tip jar road. Okay. You know, Seth, you know, blah, blah. <laughs> and then they kick, it's just, it's like Nesson and they kick back to us saying like, oh, we can't do this bit because potentially Starbucks might one day be a client, you know, whatever. Right. So we can't, so I'm looking at that level that like, you have food network, like you're national, you can't like just, and they're like, no, like they're about it. And like, oh, so it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, finally, like, all of our friends and parents, anybody else that ever at one time looked at it would have looked at it and been like, oh, you're a stoner. You know, they yeah. would have looked at stick figure and this dude like, really? That because uh, Duxbury is right near us. I, I grew up in another town, but Duxbury is a really well off town. That's where Scott's family from. But if you hung out with him in high school, my dad would have been like, you can't hang out with that guy who looks like a stoner. You know, I'm like, that guy's a multimillionaire. Like, he's yeah. a, you know, a major producer. There's so many people now, are they? If you look at the medicine farm people, Thomas looks like, you know, a Rastafarian guy. And the guy's yeah. a like a biomedical engineer, he's a scientist, he's a, it's just so far surpassed this stigma of stoners are mm-hmm. lazy. And yeah, like, I mean, I think that CBD <laughs> is the new like trendy health thing for white ladies, like it's like the new essential the oil. Avocado, white toast. And I think it's gone through it. I think the, the G just in the short breath of what I've heard so far is going to be the next, uh, you know, cabbage patch. Oh yeah. Right. Which I mean, oh. they're capitalizing on every single endocannabinoid at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a whole thing, but I think up here anyway. So, so obviously we're in Maine. We met Mike just for our listeners real quick at the high 95 judging and Mike made us elevated appetizers and they were amazing. They were so good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like raved about them on my way home. I know so, this is the thing though. We all meet through these circles and I get cool gigs where I get to come and cook yeah. medicated food with like cannabis mm-hmm. sponsors or friends and then like, hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah, right. We're, we yeah. are at the point where we're just like, cool, we're going to ask our friends to come do this thing and have fun. And that's amazing. But also we have like long conned our way into the industry as, as we joke, you know, like yeah. we've literally talked our way into the industry. Yeah, I think that's part of it is, uh, what is it, the gift to gab? But, right. but here's what I always go back to as a baseline. If your intentions are just to be yourself and like, yeah, you're not peddling anything, like, I'm not peddling anything. Like, right. I'm not selling anything. Yeah. I will bring you food. I will make you laugh. I will help your beard out. <laughs> I will bring you, make, you know, grow produce for you. Like, I have a small garden for but Right. But I mean, I'm not trying to reinvent anything. I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm excited that there's a chance to put a focus on things like food again, but also food as medicine. A lot of big problems that we we don't talk about is food as, here's an interesting concept. It's the Food and Drug Administration. Why the fuck is the word drugs in the same title as our food? Because food is drugs. It's, it's, you know, I'm not saying they're putting drugs in the food. Don't, don't like twist it. You make your own assumptions, but the food is a drug, you know, and depending on what you're putting in your body, it's your brain. Your stomach is well, your second brain, right? That's they right. say that cheese, so people who are- Strain or the product or the food? No, the actual food. Um, when you eat cheese and smaller amounts in chocolate, it releases, um, yeah, not serotonin, but different levels of chemicals in your brain that mimic morphine. Yeah. I so you this. can genuinely be addicted to cheese. Kelsey has a cheese drawer. I love cheese. It's extra full right now. I don't know. Four how kinds happened. of cheese in my dinner before we recorded. Four <laughs> kinds of cheese. Four. I made four, four pizzas not- in less than 12 hours. Oh, <laughs> you're such a pizza slut. Well, here's the cheese. deal. I got home from work last night at 8.30. I was okay. very hungry. My child was very asleep. I knew she wanted pizza. I always keep pizza dough in the freezer. So I made myself a pizza 
and then took the extra pizza dough out of the freezer and then I made her pizza for breakfast. Seems like you're well grounded and like, you know, you seem yeah. pretty down to earth to the point that you're real. So I said, you know, like that's the big thing. There's a lot of, I think, and maybe this will be hopefully part of the disconnect will be changed. So in the sense of cannabis and kids and how does that play in? So like for us, like I'm a huge advocate and I believe it's medicine and I believe yeah. it has other functions and it's weird. I wouldn't smoke in front of my kids, but I wouldn't smoke a cigar in front of my kid and I wouldn't smoke a cigarette in front of my kid. I wouldn't smoke in front of my kid. Right. But yeah. here's the thing. My mom smoked, my dad smoked cigarettes. Every single one of my siblings smoked. I'm the youngest. I was stuck in cars and had to, people were smoking. I didn't have a, I've been I mean, my parents right. chain smoked in the house while I was yeah. a kid. My mom, yeah. they were alcoholics my mom just and passed and, you know, chains, you know, same thing. It would be considered chain smoking, you know, yeah. by all standards. And it's one of those things. So for me, it's like, I just don't smoke in front of my kids, but like, you know what? I probably wouldn't do other things in front of my kids either too, but I'm seeing people that don't smoke at all. When other people start to roll the joint or smoke, like, Oh, your kid's here. Like, Oh, no, 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 no. It's yeah. okay. Like I want to normalize it. And, and that's, what's blowing my mind because it's the people that don't even smoke are like, no, no, like yeah. this year, Massachusetts, uh, one, one family in particular, but it was like kind of that thing that made my wife kind of go like, all right, well, well, he's super successful, but his wife smokes and she, you know, does this and the kids are super yeah. adjusted and her best friend is like i mean if you're saying that money's the mark of success her friend pulls down like three four million a year smokes eight times a day yeah, yeah and i mean there are people me, that, like... <laughs> that can smoke or not smoke the drink so heavily and that's yeah. not nearly shamed in the same way that yeah cannabis use you is. go on to a company trip and get blasted on you know any of these other things like especially we have friends that are business people that go to like china and you know japan mm -hmm. or vice versa it's like it's after work it's totally I mean, but here's my thing like i can't function as a human hungover I don't like feeling dizzy. I don't like going to bed, holding it. on to the floor and like being like this. So yeah. that to me was never enjoyable. Tobacco in particular makes me sick. If you were to roll a spliff or something, what is that, angel dust in there? Yeah. It's a Virginia <laughs> yeah, Slim, I, mean, I think, with a little bit of weed. Like, you know, the time oh. makes me want to barf. So, so that's just, you know, things that I couldn't do. But now that there's edibles, now there's things that you can do sublingual, things that pens. I think that should have got the Nobel Peace Prize. There are yeah. businessmen that were going down 14 times a day to go smoke a cigarette that are high powered business guys, but they're, you know, smoke, you know, taking a hit of weed or whatever. Yeah. But the pens and stuff now, I mean, no smell, no odor, or the sublinguals or the CBD, that giving you the legs of being like, hey, it's not psychedelic. Mm -hmm. It's from the same plant. It's, you know, this different application. You know, obviously yeah. different things, but you can say it's as diverse as wine, finding what this is the type of grape I like. Oh, yeah. this they, here. So for like, oh God, I think it's like two to four grand. I can't remember how much it is, but there's now like a weed sommelier certificate that you can get. Yeah. And it's based out of California. And I remember looking at it and being like, the course materials alone are $360. And then you have to pay like $1,200 to go to like the actual testing convention. And who's it's, the authority to say that you're the fuck it? We don't know. We just saw it online. Yeah. But you talk to my buddy, Josh. So what's funny, listen to this. I get a catering gig for with one of my other friends. I have another friend, Mike. Uh, and then my other buddy, Layton, who at the time was the CEO of a really well-known CBD coffee company that I can't say now because mm -hmm. they uh, he's not with them. Mm -hmm. I don't want to plug them because Layton is my homeboy. But uh, we do a catering gig up in Maine, and it's for Joshua Gates for yeah. the I-95. And uh, we drive up. Now, my buddy Mike has landed this gig, but he's not a chef. But he's really into the cannabis industry. Mm -hmm. He's really into this shit. And then Layton's really in the CBD end, and he's a CEO. He's like, you know, yeah. international sales. And, you know, like, well, fuck. So, like, I'm his buddy who I met through MCA Day in Brooklyn through my buddy, Mike Kearney, who started MCA Day after uh, Yout died. And so through all this stuff, so, I mean, this, whatever, the nine to come bacon thing, but 
the circles, like I was saying, with all of our industries. Uh, so through music, I meet him. I come out here. So I end up with Joshua Gates up at this thing up in Maine, when this huge mansion. I mean, like, <laughs> cool tables, hot tubs. And we're doing an infused Thanksgiving, and we're calling it Thanksgiving. Yes. And we're doing a, Jesus a, a Christ. Bowl. I would kill for that experience. Oh, just so you know, November's dishes. coming up in a few, few months. Like, So we should do this. We should do an industry thing, and maybe we'll pitch like five different people. But we should get a big Airbnb. We'll put money in up front, and that will be like the caddy for like the food. Yeah. I'll come in and we'll cook. Love <laughs> theme. But it'll be like a networking, it'll be like a rotary club of cannabis industry. And then because it's, you can write it off somehow, it's advertising. Oh, we got that. Oh, okay. yeah. oh yeah no we'll that's that's networking honey we we, we know did, how to uh, itemize our taxes don't you worry oh yeah, oh, she, yeah. well my wife's a cfo so i can't she doesn't fuck around so i'm not allowed to like even i gotta claim everything she's by the books well you know it's good she's but uh stoner and co were uh yeah were doing the sport on it on one end so we end up stuffing a turkey with two ounces of weed oh my lord uh, <laughs> We did a ton of different food, but so we're doing the whole weekend with Josh and them. And uh, by the end of the weekend, Josh is like, you know, a lot about cannabis. He's like, want to be a, you know, a judge. So yeah, want to be a judge. So they set us home with like 31 indoor, 31 outdoor, yeah, an app for our phone. And then through that friendship, we end up doing a bunch more. So I'm going my third year with him now. That's awesome. Each year we end up doing it, and uh, for the sommelier end of it. Yeah, I, I kept I kept a fucking notebook, and you guess what I just did? I just ordered an address book so I can start yeah. instead of typing in the addresses, so I can write in alphabetically all the strains I tried and where from. No, you got to get a tax book. So I use a tax book, like an old fashioned tax book, because it's all squares and brackets and lines and yeah. ordered. And so when I do my garden and farming, I'll put in everything sub and then my clients in it. Oh. But it's like, it looks so pretty with all the little squares. Oh, I know. I would dates. do something <laughs> like that, but I really want the alphabetized aspect yeah. of it. Oh, and I really see, like, I have like well, an alphabetized instance. In so like, I just don't. Yeah, you can fill it in. I well, that's my thing play. is like, there's people I from every. a journal situation. Yeah, well, that's my thing. I like the idea of this. Uh, I'm gonna send you a copy. I'm gonna send you one. You're gonna love it. You're gonna like it. I'm gonna make. <laughs> okay, I just um, I accept this challenge. Just as, like so, send it. And I'll, I'll give paint. it a shot. I'll paint a cool thing on the front for you, and then I'll, I'll just I'll glaze it so it will never smudge, and I'll send it. You're gonna love it. But uh, but I'm thing holding is, like, you to this, Mike. I know. Well, yeah, Riley is best. relentless. If you promise <laughs> her something. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I'm hey. not fucking Well, around. you guys need to send me like stuff that I can't like get down here, and I'd be happy to. So my other thing is, I, I like, oh. You're going to get a pilot oh. lights crop top, sir. But I want, oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm a medium slash large. So actually, <laughs> I have a friend who comes up to Maine specifically to buy weed, and she lives in Boston. Yeah. And my people. best friend just moved down there, so I'll be going to Massachusetts. So this is what I want to do throughout the summer is I want to have, like, things where we get, like, you guys would do your leg of it, and you plan, like, whatever, friends or couples, but small groups, 10 people. Yeah. Again, Airbnbs, cool locations. You come down to like the Cape. I live in the Cape area. So I live on a freshwater pond. I have a deeded Oceanside beach. Oh, hell um, yeah. That's awesome. And we're like on a peninsula. And I'm not saying that to be like braggy. I'm saying that to be like, I don't leave. Sir, Everybody do you know I used like to be an like, event planner? Well, do you know that I'm a chef? Sir. And I'm just good at networking and talking and I'm really Sir. good at eating food. So this is what this, this is, is what like I my dream. Is the rotary of, of weed. You need like the, and that aspect of it. You guys should definitely come down. But what yeah. I was going to say, just on the, the tail end of that thing, on the Salmonier, like, you guys could do that out here. So my, I have a friend that was food and beverage for the socks and stuff, and mm -hmm. she is a Salmonier. All these things are gaining legs. So, like, with these different things, like, there's so many opportunities. But I think in the, in the idea, since you guys are, like, a media and mass media, 
yeah you guys can bridge so many people and and get it like and i mean that's what we love about having this podcast as a platform that can serve so many people especially people that don't normally have this platform because cannabis related stuff so suppressed in the media yeah that's why you guys know you're at the bottom and you're at the top so my neck's going all crazy i'm not <laughs> I even have to walk in the corner of my eye of how I look. I'm like, that's it's just cool. Nice. It's cool. Terrible we get reflection. it. And we are both, like I said, just, you know, have finally talked our way into the actual legitimate part of the cannabis industry where we're like working in it. I yeah. have been doing a four, four to one CBD to THC tincture in my smoothies and my afternoon coffees nice. to get through being almost 40 and working retail again. Thanks. I just ordered myself some new Birkenstocks. You so you've never cut a case of mushrooms or potatoes? Oh yeah, no, I've not done meat. all the jobs, sir. I have I've, been a chef. Uh, I went to culinary <laughs> school. I had a buddy who was a farmer. He's like, you ever tried farming not stoned? Real fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> I started yeah. laughing. But I, the thing is, all of it. So I'm a farmer. I'm a chef. But as a, a, an advocate of, of the product of flour, of these things, I come from a different angle. When I went up to Maine and they're doing this cannabis cup, these guys were growers. There's this whole different criteria of what they yeah. were doing. And so I went through it. I ended up getting so close. I had picked every winner. And Josh was like, how the, how the fuck is this? <laughs> like, yeah. Consumers are consumers. Following year, same thing, different criteria. Right. And I'm with Joanne, like, well, what is your process? And I'm like, what's well, a chef? So picture 300 jars on a table, all in non-descriptive jars. You know, we they're triple blind, so right. you don't know. But for me, I went through where I'd smell it with my eyes closed, and if I was like, it smells like hay, whatever. If I could go without it, I'd flip it mm-hmm. over. Next time I went through, I smelled and looked at it, and then you know, man, it looks like shit. Terrible manicure, whatever. And you have to smell, look, touch, smell, look, touch, taste, and mm-hmm. you finally get down to you know your your ones and then you even try some and uh you can tell right from, you know the tips of them how black it is it was you know it's mm-hmm. frustrated all these different things that we're doing but you hear these people you know you think you know something even as a chef when you're just in a room with better chefs yeah oh yeah you know you just listen and i'm hearing people say stuff that i but the nuances that we're picking up were the things that i see that a sommelier that a michelin star chef that these other people that they pick up as a comedian the things that we noticed are the things that everybody is doing but they just never looked at it in that light and suddenly yeah, right. people are looking at cannabis in a different light and they're going okay wait i can do this at the end of the day and it's i don't have to have four glasses of wine or i can do yeah. this before work and i and i'm not stoned like i had four glasses. no no you can do this in the morning and you yeah. can have this at night and you can do this for your knees yeah, i'm sorry yeah. as a chef i've been doing that longer than i did stand up and that's right in the title yeah standing yeah. <laughs> and your, your knees hurt and all these other things but Cannabis in the sense of THC, the benefits of allowing you to be creative, if it's sativa or those things that help people, like-minded people, you know, can produce and they can get through a day of retail of cutting potatoes, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but even the other thing, I, I have friends now that are trying to finish, the alcohol is an issue for them. Yeah. And they've, they've mm-hmm. been sober for uh, 18 months and they're like, what's CBD about? And what's this about? And they... And one of their therapists were like, you're replacing this for that. And I said, you know, you're going to do whatever you're going to do. But I just, just for your therapist, it's, there's no psychedelics to this. There's no, like, you're yeah. not high. So what is the statement on, you can take this. It doesn't cause impotence. The side effects isn't impotence, isn't uh, coma. It's like, so these are some right. of the side effects from like Lexapro or mm-hmm. I'm not saying, I'm, I shouldn't say I don't get sued by Lexapro, but like any of these things could have these side effects that are like, ah, oh, that's depression's a side effect of my depression medicine. Is that? <laughs> 
I mean, makes sense. That's essentially like what I take. I'm on antipsychotics and antipsychotics. But at one point I was too. I was 250 pounds. I was eating all these different things. I was buying into everything that was. There's this false belief that if it's packaged and put on a shelf, that it somehow has passed this ethic code of this yeah. is okay for you. Yeah. But being a seven year old sitting in the back seat of a car while cigarettes are being smoked in the front seat by everybody, saying, there's no way this is fucking good for anybody. And that's right. the perspective of a seven year old. Right. But now I'm a chef. And I'm saying, as a chef, I've seen the food industry. I've seen people, oh, I've still I have gluten. I have the. You sit in the back, and we're all making fun of you guys. Ah, you fucking pussy. Right. You know, but guess what? I have a gluten tolerance. <laughs> I have celiac. <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant. I've had these. The reason I'm 250 is because I'm swollen. I'm inflamed. Right. I'm ignoring everything my body is CBD and apparently CBG and these things I can take. Well, you're a stoner. Well, guess what, mom? Doesn't make me high. And now I'm 180 pounds. I only need six hours of sleep a night. My joints don't hurt. I'm doing all these different jobs. I'm more productive than any of you guys. Yeah. We're not the stoner mentality anymore. And now if we can bring it into food and and, and make it not a, an amazing or an adult video store to be participating in, yeah. in a meal where you could finish with like a high-end chef, especially with COVID, to have someone be able to bring you food. You can't get to restaurants. If you yeah. have someone in a trusted circle, whatever your comfort or whatever the case may be, perfect case scenario where you can have someone come if everything's mm-hmm. abided by. To have someone come and not only be able to like feed you dinner, but know enough about THC and CBD. You know, we do every other course CBD, THC. Mm-hmm. We're so not getting can... people blasted. Right. When I was in Maine, we turned around and we were cooking for, I won't say it, when I've traveled around the country, so I'll just say I've been to nine different states. In some of these states, they're judges. They're mm-hmm. state representatives that are participating. Mm-hmm. And it's legal in the state. They're not doing it. Like they're not. Right. But when you're about to serve somebody, I'm like, oh, what do you do for a living? I'm a judge. Like, oh, I better not fucking get this guy so sick. That he's, you know, right. I can't get out of Arkansas. Like, you know, like, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's judges are getting like, I want to know what this is about. I'm not yes. going to just say this is bad and, and, and pass sentence mm-hmm. on you. It gave me this understanding. Like, wait, the state reps that are like, I'm going to learn about this. I'm not going to chastise it. I'm not going to say this is, you know, F this. And it can't be in the stigma. So for me, like the biggest thing is like the stigma, getting past it, you know, even me, like, oh, my kids are coming, put away the weed. Right. No, you know what? If everybody was smoking cigarettes, if this was the 80s, I was born in the late 70s, but nobody put cigarettes out when kids came in the room. Oh, oh no, yeah, I was. Kids no. are coming. I mean, I was in the 90s, my parents smoking. never. <laughs> <laughs> like, the babies, doctors are smoking yeah. in the room. Yeah. I mean, my, my parenting strategy, which I think has worked pretty well, for me anyway, has been like, tell your kid the age appropriate truth, you know? Well, let me ask you this. I have a diverse group. I have a four and an 11. And yeah. we haven't had the birds and we haven't had the drug talk. And I know there is obviously yeah, you know, chatter amongst themselves, but where do you see, my, I had a friend say the drug talk definitely before the sex talk. I was like, oh, I mean, I think, A, I think the sex talk starts at birth. So like, my yeah. kid literally said to me today, like, mom, you taught me about BDSM when I was seven. Like, <laughs> you know, like, she's like, I don't know why or like in what context, but I've like definitely known about it forever. So like for me, that part has always, because like, A, I'm queer. And so I'm not having sex that looks like the kind of sex that makes babies. So if I'm answering how, where do babies come from? Then I have to like have a whole different conversation than I'm having yeah, that's about sex. Oh, yeah. And so like, I also have so to be do you like- think that cannabis is probably an easier, <laughs> easier conversation, Honestly. I guess. Huh? I mean, like, what, I mean, so we had been talking about cannabis just sort of like as medicine in the context of like some other folks in our life consuming 
I didn't really. So I took a re, like I was like a high school stoner, but like brilliant in all the top academic programs, like going yeah. places type of high school stoner. Like you smoke, yeah. I didn't even do it. I was an athlete, so I never. It's funny to me. Somehow, it's, it's, somehow like, all of it. my I was the really good lacrosse goalie. Oh, yeah. I was like nationally ranked. And so like yeah. somehow my drug test came back clean, even though there's like no possible way no, that possible. was real. You um, like, they're probably like, you gotta be on drugs to let people whiz that freaking ball at you with no leg pads on. <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah. So um so yeah, so like I was a high school stoner who took a really long hiatus because um uh, my, par- my partner all through my twenties was like, no way, Jose. And I came back to it my senior year of student body president while I was at USM at 30 because I was so fucking stressed out about being student body president. What made you stop? You said you came back? Well, my ex-husband was just like not into it and it was like not a super healthy dynamic that we had. So I just like didn't smoke weed. Yeah, I just kept it out of the Yeah, just kept house. it out of the conversation. So yeah. I came back to it when I was like 30 and, you know, I'm I'm creeping on to 40 and like, had to leave my my professional like gig the nonprofit world to like take care of a sick kid and and so like this was our pivot relax time you know this is our side hustle project which has become incredibly i think it's it helps though i think it no but it's become incredibly productive because i'm such a stoner like because I can like sit down and like focus on this thing or because like I have figured out a system while high. Yeah. Um, who is it that they said, uh, I don't know who, there's a great story. I think, have you guys ever heard of Sad Guru? S-A-D-H Guru. I don't know. This guy is great. He's a nonprofit. They call him a mystic. He's like, I, I don't call myself that. He's just like a realist and just tells kind of people how it is. In the sense, for me, we get back to the point of being able to focus. Oh, to, to focus. Um, he tells a story about they brought in, I don't know who it was, Ford, Henry Ford yeah. or somebody. They brought in somebody. They're saying, you know, how the hell are you making, or Carnegie, how the hell are you making this money hand over, like more than anybody? There's just, just no possible ways. And his one thing was like, you know, I'm, a, I'm able to concentrate on like one subject for five minutes at a time. Yeah, secret. None of us can. We're so distracted, you know. Right. People talk about yeah. the different senses. We have five senses, six, you know, six senses. No, we do have six senses. Consciousness. Like, mm-hmm. Right now, you're thinking, "What the hell's my cat? Uh, did I leave the iron on?" And then, you know, I mean, that's literally kidding. why I just turned off my mic because I could hear a cat scratching on the door. Right, and, and that's like, part of it. Me. And like, so I think that's all of us is is being it. And if cannabis for some people, and if people <laughs> can dial it in, if they can get past the looking around like they're about to tell a racist joke before they smoke and like you know yeah God, or about to get well maybe weed. they should just not say the joke and just smoke weed instead well right. yeah you should never say the joke but my point is like you you this this guilt associated with it mm-hmm. me as a younger guy there was a bit of excitement it was like sneaking a cigarette it was like not that i did no, but like you're never like, gonna know what it's like yeah, you know, and so like now people have never it. gonna know what it's like to like get stuck at your dealer's house for 30 minutes. Yeah, I'm sitting in a car right now waiting for somebody. And th- that's what blows my mind about the uh, going into a dispensary. It's like, there's equal it's product cool, out yeah. there with no tax involved and I don't have to put myself on a map, but I like the idea that it's there. And eventually it will not be an adult video store that people can come in and out Well, of. in Maine, it's not an adult video store. Like the, at least in Portland right now, it's like so that's the right We finally have rec now. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and the store that I'm working at is a rec store. And so can, uh, would they be interested in, uh, you can't do consumption though, right? I you can't don't. Do consumption on site, on site right? 
Oh no, no, no consumption no. outside. Are you guys allowed to do like you close the doors and you do like a like a soiree? We don't know thing? yet is the answer to that. Got, the state laws are still a little foggy. Like yeah. we're still clarifying on a lot of things. In some but... states, there's judges and reps and other people trying to get out there and figure it out for you guys. But that's the thing. It's it's creating yeah. new law, new new systems of law, new jobs, mm. new right blockchain right. and the tenant blockchain. But as, so what's interesting, like now when blockchain kind of came out in the sense of food production, you want to be able to follow, say, a pig or a cow from beginning to end and realize it had humane treatment, all these things, right? All these different yep. things. Right. So you can begin to but so as a chef now, and like I've said before, a little bit tongue in cheek about we're making fun of people and now I am that guy and that table seven. And you know, that's right. Uh, right. Everything less spicy than uh, milk. So uh, you end up being in that situation but even in the restaurant for gluten allergies we had a chain of command so i had a certain menu i give you from the food runner to the bus or to the waitress from beginning to end they would even put it down and look you in the eye and they'd have to say blah blah gluten free you know blah 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 just to have that continuity and like yeah. so mm -hmm. i think now that there is going to be some continuity but i think the other end of it is like what can they tax on us what can they take out of the pocket up front when i was in california the first year they made like one billion in taxable revenue yeah the second year was three billion or yeah. something like that i'm just you know projecting but it was exponential in growth and so it's it behooves now legislature to get out in front but like to what point we can't allow in my opinion we shouldn't allow people the community shouldn't allow it to be centralized to the point where they can set these you know if i can get an eighth for 25 bucks that's fine right. And right. you want me to pay 40, 50 bucks like I used to in college, like, right. you know, like quarter for 125, like, okay, I mean, it there's is. still a market for that price point. Right. There's clearly a market for it because I'm working it right now and we're busy as fuck and we're setting new records every is single what day. I was saying at the beginning, those are the people I was making the truffles and stuff for. Those were the 40 year old housewives and, and gentlemen. And I don't mean any of that because I'm, I'm in that, I'm, I'm one of them, but yeah. those are the people that didn't want to go out, but they will now that it's legitimized, right. you know, they say, okay, well maybe uh, my friend Sarah's not a pothead. Maybe Mike. Our store isn't. looks like a jewelry store when you walk in. Like, yeah, and when there's like, into a you guys have wheat sommeliers essentially, right? With your bud tenders, yeah, we're bud tenders, we're yeah. tendies. But imagine being able to go in and like you. And so, I don't know why I keep going. Maybe I'm just a <laughs> fucked up person, but the, the porn idea of it to me it was like something that was legal, but like it was like, ah, oh, it's one of those gray areas, right? But you couldn't go in and, and talk to the store attendant, I'm assuming, at a porn place, but like, you know, I need someone to help me sleep at night. Oh. <laughs> AC right. or seven, right there. You know, like, these butt tenders will be like, "Here's what's coming through right now." Yeah. And then within that, they can tweak like your palate. You can actually be like, "We're like, do you yes. want something peppery or earthy, or do you want it to uh, taste like candy?" So yeah, it's ridiculous. It tastes like candy. Oh, then so we've I'm got into, some like, this right cheesy, down here stinky, like I'm into like cat piss. Like all that stuff that's like, oh, oh, you like the. Have you tried Grease Monkey? Speaking of something that's a little bit headier, Grease Monkey is a fun one. Oh, I have that in concentrate right now. Everybody was yeah. trying to do tangy, and like a lot of this stuff was like, oh, so I was getting away I'm from that. Very end cough up. right now. I have so um, like these and like sunburn right now. See, yeah, I'd like. I like stuff that's like really robust stuff. But see, you're a cheese person. You think you love like that. I mean, Stank. I I don't dislike <laughs> it, but yeah. But mostly those like citrusy stuff tend to be your like hard end sativas. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what I like. That's what I like. Yeah, like not for sure. Mama no, gotta like get shit like, done. You know. There's like, a children of the soil. There's uh, Mike Trowbridge up yeah. in Maine. He's that's dude. That's, yeah, I mean two we years got, ago he won for highest uh highest 
QC, uh, yeah. five. So out of all the stuff, he's someone I knew. Um, he's got one called um, Sunday Brunch. Have you guys yeah. had it? Dude, oh, I've had that's... some Sundays. I've had a Sunday driver and I've had a chocolate Sunday. Sunday Brunch is like the lightest, fluffiest, almost like it, it just sounds delicious. Uh, but it's suit. It's got fruit to it. It's got a bunch of back, like fruity pebble nose. Yeah. Um, super light though, to the point uh super palatey, but all day long, more creative, happy, yeah. but we'll definitely yeah. put you down. That's, the... <laughs> that's how I describe Sunday drivers, like the perfect yeah, Sunday, driver. Sunday yeah, afternoon true. weed, but it also like no one dislikes it. Yeah, it's true. You know, what's the what's the one weed that you've had once that you really like have been seeking ever since? Because like I have one that I've had once and I have always been looking for it and I've never found it again. I don't know. I can't so think that's, of one. So that's kind of a double. I've been a little bit lucky, but there was a take into account that I'm down in the Cape and uh you know I'm in like you know it takes us 20 30 minutes just to get to the next you're probably real close to my cousin on the Cape down there yeah I'm right above I'm right near the pilgrims Mm -hmm. original Plymouth plantation and um so when we go up there you see all the diversity and all the different things when you come back with the judge pack and all the stuff you're like all right so some of the things you do and you're like what the hell I had it was a it was a solventless it was something this year from Josh but it was it was, you know, it was doing dabs, but it yeah. was the cleanest. It was almost like a orange. It was an orange creamsicle, Ooh. but it was straight white. It looked just like straight pollen. It looked like 100% pollen. It almost looked like, um, it didn't look like slush by any means. It was like a, a barely dry clay, but it was just pure white. And uh, when uh. You, you dipped into it, the pollen just fell apart. Uh, it mm. wasn't, it was just the cleanest, nicest. And that to me was like one of those tastes that you were like, if I could, yeah, I would love yeah. that. Yeah. But a few years back when I did go up there, there was a there was a cat piss strain that was yeah. like <laughs> the most it was the best except from beginning to end, the entire jig, it hit the same way all the way through. The ash was completely white. Uh-huh. And I was sitting there with a couple of people. And it's funny, I'm sitting in a circle with three of the people, because people come through and they bring in their jars, you know. And yeah, some people dress up the jars. And then so we end up putting a number on it, put it in a new jar, log it, take it out, put it in a new jar with a new number. By the time it gets, you can't tell what it is, you know. Right, so right, fine. right. Um, but, but even these guys were like, what the fuck is this? Like, and, yeah. um, what of um, two years back was the captain's cake by Mike Trowbridge. And yeah. uh, that was blowing people up. But what's funny is I know him from back home. Mm-hmm. And so, and he's up in Maine, just ironically. Yeah. And, um, so I know him through our friends. And so I'll see flower from his sometimes. And I'm like, you know, you should enter this thing. Yeah. He's, he's like a hermit. He's like, man, you know, no, like, no. So my dude just fucking under it. So I get another <laughs> buddy of mine to put a bug in his ear. Like, just do it. Another kid from down here uh, who doesn't even smoke. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so long story boring. On the way up to Maine, I'm like, I will stop by and pick up for you. You don't even have to bring it to the the drop zone. I'm like, well, it was fucking fun. So I go up there. He's just trimming flowers. Him and one other guy. Uh, and he's like, this is just what I have right now. And he puts it in a jar. Here's an ounce. Yeah. Let me go now. How are you doing, my kid? Everybody does, you know, this farm is putting 10 jars in, there's people putting eight jars in, six jars yeah. in, and all these different things, concentrates, solvents, solvents, all this stuff. Um, just one jar. Yeah. Everybody's got the glitter and fucking rocket shooting oh, off the bottles. This guy's just like, here's my fucking. Here's my mason jar. Weed. You might go put yeah. in my fucking mayonnaise jar of fucking weed, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> they do the whole thing, and uh, we do the whole event, and I'm like, you know, I get my kit, I get all my stuff back. He's like, you got two weeks to do this, Josh, you know, blah, 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 fill out the app. 
I get something in there and I'm like, that is also is my- so much weed to smoke in two weeks. Like I oh smoke God, a like, lot of weed and we and Kelsey split hours. So we did 31 indoor, 31 outdoor, and then 30, 30 of the concentrates. And we then, didn't even uh, do the concentrate. And another 15 of hash. And so, oh man, I could, wish I could have gotten in on the hash. I fucking well, love. We did the judging thing to whittle down just the concentrate. So we're there with all these dudes, and they bring in some dude to well, this guy who's on Instagram does all these dabs. Really nice kid. Yeah, has like one huge diamond and fucking like, gone. So I'm like, I'll jump in. You know, right. yeah. Whole, like take an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We end up going through like probably 31 in one sitting, and Jesus. dudes debated. I'm fine. I go upstairs. I make food for everybody. Oh my god! You give me half a cigarette, I'll fall over sick. Like you know, you give me like six <laughs> beers. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling so good. Um, flour or the other stuff, whatever reason. That's you know my threshold of it. Uh, you know the enjoyment of it. But to have that much flour and to see it, there's a lot of people doing a lot of great stuff in me. Oh, my buddy wants absolutely. nothing to do with this. Kid Mike wants nothing to do with this. So yeah. finally, uh, yeah. we go through the whole thing. Mm. He gets uh, an email from Josh being like, "You're in the top 10 blah, blah, blah. So go to the, to the high nine five cup. And this kid doesn't like to leave the house. He's like, fuck, I got to leave my house and go in public? <laughs> Be people there? <sighs> like, so I identify. Crowbar yeah, him out right. of the house. All right, so he goes. We do the whole thing. Everybody's going through. And he's seeing stuff. And you can see all the displays. And it's really well done. You know, Josh does a great job. And um, at one point, he just leans over. And he's like, "This is, I think this is great. And I've, I've been with it from game 10. I'm kind of like, you know, fuck you, man. Right. <laughs> but I've known from, from childhood. So I'm like, it's quadruple blind. Like, I mean, they flip, I mean, they bring in yeah. jar, their own, jar. I mean, there's no, I'm telling you, you can't, there's no, and I, there's I'm no a way. chef, I look at produce all day long. I can right. tell two different apples. I can tell you which one's yeah. food, Fiji and which one, yeah, I can tell a different. Right. I'm like, it's not. So he's like, oh, this is great. I go, it's not fucking, and right then, winner for the highest THC, and they call out oh his name. God. He oh. ends up winning the whole event. He shows up with one jar that he'd be grudgingly pushed in a mayonnaise jar. Yeah. Up he wants nothing to fucking do with this event. He wins the whole. Okay, here's the thing, thing though. So this is what bummed me out. So I took meticulous notes. I wanted to know what everything was that I smoked so I could find it again. Yeah. You never got a list at the end of whose numbers were whose. Oh, I can get so you like, that. Please, could oh, you yeah, please? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like, I still have I'll meticulous get you a wall notes. With all of the strains and what numbers they fall. So it, it look cool. It looks like something you get at like... Uh, that's cool. Literally, at, uh, I want to know who's who. Uh, yeah, we had. Like, there are we some where so I emphatically fun. was like, "This one," and I like gave very, very curated responses to every single one of my votes. Like, yeah, yeah, I we took saw it very me, seriously. We saw me ate that shit. Like, it was the so most pretentious we've ever been about weed. So, we should. So here, here's like another suggestion. Like, you guys have a lot of like people that you you should have like end of the year, bring like your sex whatever you know do like do the airbnb thing but like people should bring their flour like they would say hey, we we're asking yeah. you to bring one ounce we're gonna have a chef there i'll bring my buddy from the food network he owns like four food trucks like he's yeah. got a swat oh, machine yeah. he's got a swat truck that they turned into a food truck it's a real police swat vehicle yeah kind of like a lobster look but the idea is you go up there we break bread we make some food and that was that thing like stoner company would donate we they brought in their butt tender we did a bunch of episodes with josh so we actually had flour to play you know yeah it's great to cook but like who of us really has three ounces of weed to just cook and get rid of? Mm-hmm. And, and especially if it's really nice, it's like, well, I want right. this. So um, these <laughs> We're people that super are making poor. the medicine. Yeah. And, you know, so the appreciation, but that's the thing, the appreciation of it is like, there is a market, like you said, people are paying that tax difference. And these are yeah. the suburb people that I'm already talking about. But as a chef, if I can come to your house and do that, and sorry, cut in front of the, the dispensary yeah, and do no. 
but here's the other thing. I do stuff with, with stoner and all these people. Is when we make our tinctures, we make our concentrate, we make our oils, we make our thing. These things are generally non-perishable. A lot of them, you know, you yeah, glycerin and these things. So it's like I feel like I'm this uh, bohemian gypsy who shows up with like this medicine cap and you open it up, but there's all these old glass medicine droppers and it's mm-hmm. the strain and the percent. Yeah. And it's like I make the food and I give it to the person and then I let them medicate what they want. I walk the mm-hmm. horse to the water and say, but we suggest we don't let anybody just straight THC through. Like, no, we don't yeah. serve any alcohol. We don't yeah. promote alcohol. Do it in the um, best possible this way. This is what we're doing. And then we finish with all the CBD coffees. But guess what? It's my buddy's CBD coffee brand. Guess right. what? My preferred vendors are my friends that own the Lobster Express and these other places, Stoner and Company. Everybody feeds into it like a rotary club. But right. the experience of these other people, they see the value in it. And if we can bring that to these communities, Maine's great. But when you're in Massachusetts, it seems like it's another world away. And probably your idea of driving to Cape Cod is probably about as enthusiastic if you're, especially if you're eating edibles or anything. My idea is to get these more of these festival things, like we were saying with Josh, with these different events where we can actually get to these open air places and allow people to see it. Yeah. I, different vendors. So do you know how we know Josh? No, how do you guys all? <laughs> so um, during the pandemic, Pilot up. Lights co-produced um an event that was an outdoor burlesque show uh-huh. called Horrific. And um, <laughs> like I co W H O R? No, unfortunately, mostly because it would have been banned. There. Well, it yeah, mostly would have been banned on social media and like we already. Or were. skyrocket went by. <laughs> yeah, nowadays <laughs> the ethics are so low. <laughs> so yeah. That's so um, good. Burlesque, outdoor. Outdoor burlesque show that was like a drive in burlesque show at a campground. So was it the driving stuff? I always wanted that disconnect of the it was audience. It was actually really fun. It was like because folks would like honk. That was was clapping, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like folks would honk, and so that was really rad. And like, um, because some folks were like sitting just like in, you could still hear people, you know, like you could definitely still hear folks cheering and like like their own little travel bar in the front, right? (laughs) The only yeah, and like we did digital tipping and stuff like that. So like we would just flash the performers Venmo. Next time we're gonna do handouts with the with the. Venmos but like yeah so that's how I met Josh is I co-produced this show with a friend who is actually a burlesque performer because I haven't done that part in like 10 years but I was just gonna get back into it when the pandemic hit and like yeah and I had just started stage kittening again so I was about to get back into burlesque too so basically it's it's the cute girl that gets on stage or guy or whoever that gets on stage to clean up everybody's clothes after they've been torn off so like you're like the cute little (laughs) person who like walks around in lingerie picking up other people's clothes who've just performed and then I just like shake my ass in the audience and get dollar bills shoved down the margins that's where Money. I'm telling you as a chef, but I do I do restaurant yeah. consulting. The margins, that's where all the money is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so that's my think shit. about the guy I ties like a bandana that. on the on the mic stand. That guy is raking in the business. Okay. So yeah, the guy, Josh was the guy who made the show happen. Uh, he's great. Yeah. So it was so much fun. So that's how I know Josh is because I'm an event producer yeah. and do have done so everything. What's up? Are you going to help us? So we get the reggae fest. We get the hip hop fest. We get the folk fest. There's another one in September. I'm I pushed to... myself, sir. Oh, yeah, I was me. there. <laughs> but here's the thing. 
Well, I won't tell you anybody's business. My whole thing is there's so many networking opportunities that I justify a lot of things. There's a lot of ways to do it. All the other work I get out of a lot of these different things yeah. kind of, to me, because it, it's a side thing. I was trying to tell him about the podcast. I was telling you about like, I want to have like a podcast booth at the event where like, honestly, yeah. like the elevator is going to come through and you're going to like, I'm giving you, you, know, you have a chance to interview the elevators for like, you know, five minutes, whatever. Have like, right, little, yeah. like my three questions. Boom, boom, boom. But this is an opportunity I think for all of us to get in on this. And, um, you know, outside of no, we love that idea. We're just yeah. so busy. And like, yeah. like I said, this is our side hustle. So like, I'm a single mom working full time. Yeah. And Riley is a person who has like a quadrillion hobbies and works. Well, that's why I'm I giving you guys a three month lead time. Combat team. 90 days. Oh, what do you want? I just joined you? a medieval armored combat team. Yeah. I got a buddy with a squad stream food, uh, food truck. If you guys get hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to wrap this up. But, so our okay. editor doesn't actually murder us from comedy gold you're welcome editor <laughs> her name is liz and she's fantastic we, yes. love, liz so much. we love liz so much she's the fucking greatest. thank you so much for joining thank us mike guys. where can people find more of you all right so if you could somehow get my instagram stuff up on there oh yeah i have three instagram i have uh, like farmer like sons yep. catering which is yep. the food end i have the chase davenport dunphy which is like my alias page but that's got like all my yep. food and a lot of the cool stuff with the food network and then yep. uh facebook like farmer like sons but uh also we're gonna go fund me called the greenhouse project and we're trying to raise money to build the greenhouse so we can get Sweet produce out to the locals awesome great That's send amazing. me the link to that and then i know the instagram and stuff i can do that or pretty her. easy yeah no, for um, sure. thank you guys and we will put that all in our show notes because we nice. are really good at doing that um it's like nice, the one nice. thing i've actually mastered as far as podcasts. nice and if you plug the beard butter i uh, like farmer like son's beard butter and beard oils you can direct message me we uh, ship it out everywhere to cd all organic and it's slightly scented it smells great and hides the smell of cannabis in your beard that's amazing. Maybe I'll try it on my armpit hair. Yeah. Boom. That shit needs Any hair, pictures. all ethnicities. My as mentioned. Oh, I'm dating a big bear who's very furry. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> honestly, it's amazing. It's got CBD. <laughs> it will heal the skin. And it's actually, um, I'm using proceeds to help me build this greenhouse. This greenhouse, I'm then going to grow produce and give to people in need. And I'm going to cultivate the seeds and then give them physically the seeds they can grow their own that's stuff awesome. to seed library i love planting that. seeds for those in need that's, that's amazing awesome. mike well, you're so much i'm gonna fun. send you guys some produce seeds too you guys can grow some yeah awesome send them yeah, to I riley i don't sets. garden i oh, firmly yeah. I do not sets. garden i'm gonna show you how to just do it leave it in your kitchen under your light at night when you go to bed just put a plant light in your island and you wake oh, up and let us every day yeah i love it Dude, you guys rock. I really appreciate this. It's a lot of fun. Let's do it again. Thank you so much. Yes, we could please. do a uh, like farmer like sons, but we do like a uh, another yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Plus a bunch of our friends. Thank your wife for um, oh, yeah. taking the kids to the car for an hour or so. Oh, you, you mean my uh, my accountant slash uh, technical advisor? Yeah. And also, yes. she's way cuter than you. Oh, I got to meet her, Riley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm roughing it. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. Little she's little. a babe. Uh, um, but yeah, we would love to collaborate more. Please be in touch. Like we want to do so many more fun things. And it's yeah, just so we gotta, of, let's get together. Even if we got to go back up to that spot and do our own events out of it. Yeah. And I like to pre-plan. So as long as we can pre-plan, we're good to go. You're an event I really planner. like doing social yeah. media so I can take really badass photos. That's what I have to offer. Well, so I'm saying, every one of us is skilled in our own field. We just got to form like Voltron. Right. Boom. Well, tell everybody I said thank you. Plus your editor. And uh, yeah. We appreciate you so much. Yeah, thank you. Have a great night.